This episode of the Lead Machine Growth Show is brought to you by Lead Machine, the step-by-step tech easy system for getting leads online. Are you struggling to get leads from your lead magnet? Are you tired of seeing low conversion rates and losing potential customers? It's time to revive your lead magnet and start attracting more leads. Download our free report, 10 Deadly Lead Magnet Mistakes That Are Costing You Leads, and learn how to create a high-converting lead magnet that engages your audience and drives conversions. Don't let common mistakes hold you back any longer. Revive your lead magnet today and download your free report at www.getleadmachine.com forward slash deadly. Welcome to the Lead Machine Growth Show, where you will discover how to tackle your tech, master your message, and design your dream. Paul Guyen, the mastermind behind the Lead Machine, introduces you to trailblazers who inspire you to implement life-changing solutions and systems you can model to nurture your leads and get your offers seen by your ideal clients who will invest in themselves and you. Be sure you visit our website at www.leadmachinegrowthshow.com. While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now, tune in and get ready to transform your vision into reality. Welcome to the Lead Machine Growth Show, where passion meets entrepreneurship and dreams become reality. I'm Paul Guyon, your Lead Machine coach, host, international best-selling author, and tech and marketing and operations expert. I'm passionate about my God-given mission to help entrepreneurs, coaches, and solopreneurs tackle their tech, master their message, and design their dream. Are you ready to unleash your full potential and achieve extraordinary results? Well, I hope so because you're in the right place. Today, we'll dive deep into strategies, insights, and stories of trailblazers like my guest who have overcome the obstacles of technology, marketing, and mindset and are making a huge impact on their audience and customer. So buckle up and get ready for an exhilarating ride filled with inspiration, motivation, and practical advice. Whether you're just starting out or looking to take your business to the next level, Let's get this conversation started and turn your dreams into reality. And thanks for tuning in. In today's episode, we'll explore the successful secrets of planning a business and starting from the bottom up, how that can help you build a winning plan and a successful business. My guest today is my friend and private mastermind client, the business plan answer man, David Brown. I first met Dave at the Mind Capture Bootcamp, and I believe it was 2011. And since then, Dave and I have not only shared some great moments helping others grow and profit in our ultimate mastermind group, but we've also become friends. And uh, on a personal, a very private note, really, Dave twice came to my assistance as my brother in Christ when I was mourning the death of my brother, Greg, and then my mother in 2016. Uh, thank you, Dave. He showed up both times to support me and the family at a great time of need. And I really do appreciate that, my friend. So let me introduce to you, Mr. Dave Brown, the business plan answer man. A leader in business planning, his methods are designed to help entrepreneurs understand the need of a business plan and remove the fear and pain in writing the plan. An in-demand speaker and consultant who has helped many clients write their business plans to meet the requirements of lenders and operate their businesses, Sharing his 30-plus years of owning and operating a business, he saves entrepreneurs time and money. 
His business experience as an insurance agency owner and entrepreneur, along with his experience as a 20-year-plus president of a large nonprofit board of directors, has provided a wealth of knowledge to share with those who work with him. His first book, From the Bottom Up, The Ultimate Guide for Business Planning to Profitability, is a step-by-step -step guide for writing a business plan in a no-nonsense format. His second book, Journeys to Success, Journeys to Success, 21 Empowering Stories Inspired by the Success Principles of Napoleon Hill, released in March of 2016, became an international bestseller on its release. And I'm also in that book too, Dave. Both books have received stunning reviews from a wide range of leaders in business, marketing, and sales. Adding to his list of books is The Secret to Managing a High-Performing Health Center, based on the success principles of Napoleon Hill, which is geared towards the governance of federally qualified health centers. Interesting. These principles can be applied to any business or organization. And also, how to write a business plan lenders will love, will walk an entrepreneur through the process of deciding if starting a business is right for them, and if so, how to write the plan. His works have been featured in Block Talk Radio, Bold Radio, Partners in Success Radio, eHeroes Podcast, the Business Creators Radio Show, Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald, and many, many more. Uh, besides his work in the business world as mentor to new business owners, he has served in local government as well as a former Boy Scout leader and currently is chair of the County Emergency Medical Authority. He believes in giving back to the community and helping others see, succeed. David Brown, thank you so much for coming. Welcome, my friend. Thank you very much, and thank you for those kind words. It's always an honor to, and pleasure to talk to you. You know, thank you so much. The pleasure is mine. Uh, Dave, how did you become the business plan answer man in the first place? You've got quite a long list of uh, of accomplishments there, and I know you've been been uh, a seasoned veteran of business. So how did all, how did that all come to be? Well, it started out when I wrote the first book um, from the bottom up. I was went by the average Joe because oh, I was okay. the other people that moved from a corporate setting to entrepreneur. And so wow. I, everybody else, we had to re-educate and relearn. And over all that time for the last 12 years, I've been studying how to hone my craft, as it were, and learn so much more from all the work that I help my clients do. But And I kind of tell them it's selfish because I learn every time I write a business plan. But yeah. over time, with all the education through self-development, seminars, whatever the case may be, I've grown my skill set to become that go-to uh, business plan answer man. So well, you must have had a lot of experience planning, uh, writing plans before you became known as the average Joe or the business plan answer man. Is that How did that come to be? Well, um, I had quite a few that, that I've done helping other uh, people when I was wrote the first book there we had a when we worked for the insurance company we were basically franchises we were for a captive uh company so we could only sell through that company and they came uh -huh. out the all the agents in the state and says we want a full-blown business plan That's uh -huh. because i have a piece here i have a piece here and i have a piece here i just brought them into one document and when I did that, we had some of the newer folks that says, 
Let me do this. How do I do this? I don't know how to write this. Ah. Oh, we're sitting through there, and they both came in. We're after about two pots of coffee, and some time goes by. I'm asking all these questions, and they say, "How did? But how do I write my business plan?" I says, "Write down what you just told me for the last two hours, because that is what your business plan is. It's how you're going to operate and build your business." Then both of them ah. say, "Hey, says you ought to be teaching this." But uh -huh. Ding, ding, light bulb went off, and that's how I started writing a book. And then sitting at a uh, event, uh, talking to one of our uh, mutual friends, Mr. Zalas, we were yeah. uh, we're sitting there talking about what I did. You know, the same story. And he says, uh, "He's man. He says you're just like every other average Joe out there." Well, that stuck with me, uh -huh. because you know. Everybody you talk to are getting laid off at Fords or General Motors or Chrysler, or they're retiring, but they're too young to retire. Mm. So one thing led to another, and here I am today uh, carrying on uh, my process of helping people I've been doing for many, many moons. Yeah. Excellent story. So what are some of the issues that entrepreneurs have with business planning you mentioned there's some fear involved well it's fear and anxiety a lot of people say you know how do i do this where do i get the information what's it look like you know or they get that stress going because it's overwhelming to some people because they, they're thinking of this great big document that they got to create you know they forget and don't over see sometimes that it's a simple one or two page document Oh, I've actually seen them on cocktail napkins. Wouldn't recommend it, but I've seen them that way. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so they get that fear going, you know, about digging into this. And so I help them take that uh, concept of what they need to do and break it down into bite-sized steps. So we're only going to focus on one little piece at a time. So setting this vision off to the side of what it's going to be and just focus on one little task. And it gets them comfortable because now all they're focusing on is a, a small bite. Right. And so that helps kind of reduce the stress of, of, of the whole thing and thinking about, I know when I think about having, having to create something that's going to be really big, you know, um, I, I, I create a mind map or some sort of outline, or I assume you, you have some sort of template that you, that you follow a structured a way to to walk someone through the the planning process, which is which is how I teach uh, in my uh, lead machine uh, programs and challenges that I run, and um, it does really help to break down the steps in, into into uh, smaller chunks. Uh, don't you agree that uh, that that, that uh, Providing your your client with a template is or, or a step by step way is the way to go. Oh, absolutely. You, you know, yeah. so you know, especially if it's your first one. Uh -huh. you don't know how to do it. You go out and you can buy all these books off the shelf. And I've done that in early days of my career, and I was more confused when I got done reading them than I was when I finished or before I started. So I'm saying. Yeah. This is crazy. You know, I want something. 
plain English, as one of my college professors used to say, no big words like delicatessen. <laughs> and so I just took it that way, all right? We're going to focus on your mission. So we just focus. We don't think about anything else but, you know, your mission to your business. Why are you in business? Then we get that done. We take that. You know, I'm still old school. I use paper. Set it off to the yeah. side. We move on to the vision. And all the way through. So we've got a format and we're all in order. And then when we get done, then we've got to fill in a blank template. What goes underneath this heading, where this goes. And it just gives them that, that roadmap to follow to put it all together. So this this might be a this might be an obvious question, but why why is having a business plan important? Is it just to get financing, or you know what's what's the, why have a plan? Shouldn't you just go and do it? Uh, there have been some. Uh, the rarity of those being successful or small. What uh -huh. happens? You know, everybody says you know a lot of us think, well, I know what I'm doing. I don't need a business plan. Well, that's yeah thing because what happens is you know and you could probably test the numbers more than you know than I can but we're bombarded by so much information every day you know the advertising messages are hitting us in the head plus our daily life if I had my plan up here it would be long gone by 10 minutes into my day because yeah. everything else hitting it so I've always that gives me that track that I'm going to follow and as we write stuff out, we tend to make them happen. Right. You know, back in, we go back in school, we always wrote out all our work from school. And so all that helped get us to the point that we needed to in school, but it's the same concept, write it down. And for one, you don't have to worry about forgetting it because it's right here. And then if you got somebody helping you, you could say, all right, here's what we're going to do. And it's, a, it's easier to, follow if it's written out and whether you're going to get financing or not it's just a good idea to have that roadmap so in a way a business plan is really a goal setting kind of exercise isn't it uh, yeah it's very uh tied into the goals because we got to know where we want to go you know we, we need to know why we're in business what we're going how we're going to do it but then where are we going to reach for the stars and not get there? But, you know, so many people says, well, I, you know, my goal is to have money in my pocket at the end of the month. Yeah. That could still be a challenge, but, you know, ultimately we want to have a, our goals laid out and how we're going to reach them and how we're going to track them. And gotcha. so yeah, definitely um, it's your goal setting sheet because financially or sales goals, whatever the case may be, those are all part and parcel of your business plan. Right. You know, I've worked with very large companies and very small companies. And um, as they grow, there's something that happens when they get to a certain size. Uh, and at each plateau where they or each level where they, they grow to a certain level of uh, people or profits or gross sales, they need to retool their business. Don't, don't you agree that uh, do they have to write a new plan that, that represents their growth? And it's, it's not just a, a one-time thing, isn't it? It's a, uh, it's a, it's an ongoing process, isn't it? Exactly. It's a living, breathing document. As I like to say is right. Uh -huh. I mean, when you reach your goals, well, you got to set new goals. So then you just update your business plan. 
Uh, I was just talking to my daughter this weekend when she was home. She works for a startup out in Colorado, and her boss is basically redoing the business plan for their business every two to three months because they're achieving the levels that they wanted. Wow. Wow. He's he's, he's a constant motion. So that way everybody's on that same page, chapter, and verse. And that's basically, you know, another reason that we want to have a plan. So we're not all going off in different directions. We've got a focus that's going to drive the business. You know, the other thing I've noticed uh, with growing businesses is that the founders usually have a specific values and morals and way that they want to treat customers, the way that they want to treat their employees, the way that they want to treat uh, their even their suppliers and vendors. And uh, a, a lot of times what happens is as they grow, they lose that core value. How does how can you incorporate those kinds of values and morals into your plan so that they don't get lost as in, in lost or so you don't throw the baby out with the bathwater, basically? Mm-hmm. Do you see that too? I I do. I see, you know, sometimes success changes people. Yeah. They're indifferent. And one of the things that you know, I always tell people that we want to have. What are our core values? We all have lines in the sand that we won't cross. Mm-hmm. Uh, for you know, because they're going in a different direction than what our beliefs run. And you know, we yeah. can probably sit back and name one or two that we won't do business with them because they don't. We don't like the way we were treated. And if that's yeah. key focus, is you know, I like to refer back to the golden rule. You know, I want to treat you like you're going to treat me. And so that's the core principle. And I always had to believe that unless somebody is dead, we can pretty well fix almost everything. May not be 100% to where it was before a mistake happened, but we can come to a solution mutually that's going to at least satisfy all the parties involved. And so we just move forward and focus on how we want to do that. But yeah, it's very uh, common to see especially as these, you get into these huge multi-million dollar corporations, sometimes that goes to people's heads because they're very successful. Yeah, and they they take their eye off the ball. There's a company called MCI. I'm not sure if they're still in business, but they're, they're a phone company and a, mm-hmm. and a communications company. And in 2013, uh, my mom, who passed in 2016, uh, I became her, the... Um, power of attorney and I managed her business affairs uh, uh, because she was having trouble with with uh, just keeping track of everything. And so I kind of stepped in and, and helped her out. And uh, so I contacted and added my contact information so that I could pay her bills. And so I added myself to her 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 accounts and uh, whatnot. And I, I contacted MCI and I got their call center in the Philippines. And I told them that I was, I told them what I just told you, I'm, I'm handling my mom's affairs. Now I'm taking care of her bills and whatnot. And so, and this was, this was just before Christmas, 2013. Well, they, they turned her phone off. They shut her phone off because they thought I, that she was dead. And so it took me 23 days 
of calling, 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 trying to explain to them, no, I just wanted to do this. And they, they had no way, there was no way that the, that, that call center could escalate it to someone, to, to someone in corporate that could actually handle the problem. After 23 days, of, my mom would call me on her cell phone and she could barely use that because of her hearing and whatnot. And she just was tech illiterate at the time. Uh, she would just, she would call me crying. This is the day before Christmas, they, they cut her off. And so she couldn't communicate with her family and she had a heck of a time with that cell phone. And so the, the moral of the story is, is you've got to build, build a business that, you're, that won't make your mama cry because it made her cry a lot. And it finally, I got got through to someone at corporate and chastised them a little bit and got her phone turned back on. We've had that phone number for 52 years, you know, and uh, I would never recommend them. And in fact, I don't think they're in business anymore. I, I just haven't checked. Um, but that's an example of how a small company, which, you know, I, I'll bet the founders of that company never ever dreamed that they would do such a thing or they probably you know cared about people and they, and they they built this business that they wanted to help people and enable them to communicate and all those things but somewhere along the line when they outsourced their call center and when they did lots of things they alienated their customers and they stopped stopped caring now the the people in the philippines were super nice and uh trying to be helpful but there was no way there and they could speak english too there was no way that they could escalate the call they had no way in their playbook so their playbook their procedures their processes uh, their business plan failed and it made my mama cry you know and you know i've got this vision now of having met your mother you know yeah. that situation but it is, it's not uncommon because if they do have these procedures in place, some of these folks don't have the authority to do that. So they right. do this stuff here, but they're not given the authority to make a decision. Um, and which is, you know, the wrong message. You know, it's uh, when I had my insurance agency, uh, my staff, I said, okay, here's the way it works. You know, this is what you can do on your own, all I ask is tell me what happened, how it happened, and what are we doing to prevent it from happening again? Right. You know, and so turn it into a learning situation because we're all human. And we're very, was very cautious when I hired staff that had the same ethics and values that I did which is the other key piece is what are you looking for when you make that transition into having people on your team that you're all in alignment? And that's the other thing. So you give people your plan or a portion of it and say, you know, this is how we're going to operate. And if you don't like it, I'm sorry, this isn't the place for you. Oh, okay. So you incorporate your, your business planning and you communicate that with your team so that that you're all that's part of your interview process when you're building right. a team. Okay. Well, you're right, and you know, then each time as we address it, I eventually hired a uh, part-time gal to do a lot of my marketing. Uh -huh. and, okay, here's the marketing plan that I created. You're going to implement this, and I have a budget set aside. Just 
All I ask is when you're ready for the money to be spent, come see me and I'll write the check. You know, she was a part-time gal. And I, and so she did a beautiful job and I gave her all the mechanisms that we wanted to track. Uh-huh. Oh, she didn't need the whole plan, but she needed the portion of it to do her job. And so that's yeah. all part, but they got the mission, the values and beliefs of the business. Yeah. They knew. Yeah. So that way, when they're interacting on your behalf and when they're, they're writing copy or they're hiring and working with vendors, they're, they're, they're representing you and they're mm-hmm. representing, they're representing the way that you want people to be treated. Yeah. And that yeah. was incorporated in all the job descriptions, you know, and even the ads, when I hired people, when I ran an ad, you know, kind of highlighted, you know, what we're looking for so that we're all yeah. on the same page. And I, uh, I, I recommend that to everybody yet. I say, you know, I've, Another process for them to think about as they're hiring. Some of them will, will never get there. You know, we'll never need to hire. But you know, a lot of us in our positions that we've had for in corporate never had to do that. Yeah. Suddenly, we're out on our own. We have to do a lot of things we've never done. And this right. this business plan does, and everything in it will help you build that. So could you kind of walk us through what's included in a business plan or what are some of the, the, the essentials? I know, I know depending on the kind of business it is, there are probably things that are in play and are not like if you, if it's a physical or a virtual business. So could you kind of step us through that? Sure. Uh, we're all going to have the same pieces of a lot of it. You know, we're going to start with our mission, our vision. What does that look like? And then we're going to uh-huh. get to what are your values? You know, we're going to list our core values, but so we're knowing about us, and then we're going, to, we're going to start branching out and start looking at our competition. Who out there is doing what we're doing? Yeah, right. how are we different? So we're, we, I spend a lot of time on looking at the competition, and then who is our ideal customer? We're going to build that oh. avatar, what that person that we're going after to do business with looks like. So as we do all of that and get that built out, then we get into, now that we identify them, we're going to get into how are we going to reach them? And I walk through a process on, um, you know, if I'm going after someone um, in the, say, uh, post-retirement looking at a long-term plan, long-term care, you know, I might not be looking at a a 30-year-old. I might be talking to a 50 or 60 year old or even older uh-huh. and they're going to get their information different than a baby than a uh, millennial so we right. you know trying to, what's the right media to reach these on how are we going to find them and go through, we spend a majority of our time on that and then once we get to the plan and then we get into um the other characteristics of how are we what kind of money do we need you know, where's the money coming from? Do we need money to start the business? Or are we right. just... Um, Bootstrapping? Going to find it. Yeah, I mean, we got enough money in our bank account that we can do this. And, you know, we both know there's a lot of businesses out there that you don't need a lot of startup money. Yeah. As a solopreneur, you know, and I've done most of mine that way. Which yeah. I've done a couple things different over my years. But <laughs> Me too, yeah. Yeah. 
but you know, looking at all these pieces, and then so we're starting to figure out the budgets. Is this one-time money to get us going, or is it something that's going to be on and on? And so we put together a startup and fight in a budget, and then we look at how we're going to fulfill that budget. You know, what's our goals? Because we're going to have to have money coming in the door to pay the bills. And right. This, and then if you're going to go out and look for funding. We're going into some more detail that we normally wouldn't be if this is just internal use. Yeah. If it's just me running my business, I won't need to scale a detail into some of the stuff that a lender is going to ask you about. We're going to okay. level on some of it. And then we're going to put all that together. And then we're going to tie that to your, your goals. And each section comes through. How does this look? And then um, any supporting documents. That like in my case, when I did the insurance uh, business plan, like I said, I had all these different pieces. All I had to do was put them in order. And I've got the table of contents. It's a you know standard table of contents. And then the very last thing I tell people to write is their executive summary. You know, your readers okay. have version of your business plan and what your business is about. So if you want to tell somebody, you know, about your business, you got one page. And so I like to do it last because you're taking everything that you've written and condensing it down to two, three, four paragraphs. And that yeah. makes more sense than writing that first and trying to build on that because things change. Yeah. So let's go through all of that and then put those supporting documents in the appendix. And, and it's so it's like I say, it can be anywhere from a, a one or two page document up to, you know, that novel that uh, some of us have written or a lot of us over the years. Okay. And your uh, your book, From the Bottom Up, covers that in detail, doesn't it? Exactly. It takes yeah. piece, what's in it, and where to find some of the information. You know, when that, that was written in 2012, when it went... Uh -huh. And so things have changed, you know, there are a lot more resources out there we can use. And then, but the information is still there. You know, Google becomes our best friend. Yeah. You wrote the book from the bottom up, the ultimate guide for business planning and profitability. Uh, you kind of, I think you told some of that uh, story, but explain the title and, and why, what the reader will get more from that. Uh, why did you, why did you name it that? And uh um, Tell us more about that. You know, I was just sitting there having a conversation with uh, some friends, and we're sitting there talking about, you know, the book and what it's all concerned to do. Looking at my um, history in business, I've been at the startup phase. So, you know, I'm starting at the bottom, starting this thing up. And I'm also a president of a large nonprofit board of directors. So I've covered from the bottom up to the top. Ah, and okay. so, so you have a, a unique perspective on all those areas of growth from, from solo all the way up to, to major large corporations and nonprofits. Right. We're looking at that. I mean, uh, we have budgets in excess of $20 million right now. Uh -huh. And so looking at what it is from when I built, when I started my insurance career, with no money up front. 
So I built it up to where I was when I decided to retire. And then, so I've incorporated, uh, now it's 35 plus years in all this, these ventures as a business owner, as a member of this board of directors. And so I've taken all that knowledge that I've learned mm-hmm. and I save people time because they most of them aren't, don't have 35 years to learn what I did. And so that real life right. experience, sharing that with them and lessons learned, they like say, you know, I, there's things I did early on in my career that when I look back, well, that was stupid. Why did you do that? But as <laughs> you learn, um, and this is the resources that, you know, and the people that we meet along the way, uh, the information that you, you and I have talked about and some of our other colleagues over the years has really been a godsend to me that I needed that 30 years ago. Yeah. You know, and, but so now I'm taking that stuff that I wish I had and giving it to this next generation of entrepreneurs and saying, here's how we're going to help you. We're learning from the bottom of the barrel. And as you build your way up to the top. Gotcha. So you mentioned how you're sharing. Uh, can you share some a success story or two of uh, entrepreneurs you've worked with to write your plans? And what are some of the key factors that contributed to their success, assuming they were successful? I have, uh, well, you have some that start out successful, then situations change. We had one that he started out with a uh, $5 million project. And before we got the plan done, it was a $20 million project. Ah. And then uh, four or five years into this whole project, getting it all up and running, getting you got Ground level, first part done, and we did it in stages. But all of a sudden, his partners walked away. Ah. This ended up closing, even though um, he was ready to keep going. But the people that were uh, contributing to the success decided, you know, another opportunity in life came up or whatever the situation was. They had to step away from this project, so the project collapsed. And then I've got uh, another client that is in, uh, she's a physical therapist by trade. And she's seeing in her practice injuries from kids. You know, oh, I call them kids, but they're high school, college kids coming in with injuries that we didn't see till people were in their 60s and 70s. Hmm. She developed the process and actually created um devices to show how your like your spine moves when you sit this way or that way how it moves and working on trying to get see if that's available to get it patented because it's something that she had to create on her own mm-hmm. oh she has got uh two schools that are going to teach her curriculum pilot projects uh-huh and been working on all this along with myself for the planning and then she's got some other people helping her on her team that's uh, getting into some of the intricate pieces when it comes to the actual physical therapy piece. So she's teaching these folks how to move in the proper direction and has a way to measure that to prevent injury. Okay. And that was, and you helped her write a plan for that? We wrote the business plan. Yeah. Yeah. 
And so did you, uh, did she uh, use the plan to get funding or just to direct her, uh, her, Both. how she was building it? Both? Okay. Both. Uh, and so we had to write a plan, her plan well enough because uh, at one point she was having to uh, submit it to a major um, health equipment manufacturer. Uh-huh. And so she had to develop this plan on what all this is going to be in order to try to get them to build some of this into their equipment. Right. And there with medical devices, there there are a lot of compliance issues and um, you have to uh, build things in a certain way. You have to have them. Uh, I don't remember what the uh, what they what they call it, uh, not certified, but um, validated. You have mm -hmm. to have a, a validated process, so so your business planning uh, becomes really important there. So that when you when you uh, when you stay, this has to have a requirement; it has to be documented, and you have to go through this painstaking process. You have to have change control uh, and change oh, yeah. management in place, and and all this documentation. So that's that's an arduous task to do from the seat of your pants. Yeah, well, there's no way you could do it. So she. Yeah came to me and uh, she had, like I said, the other team helping her, people on her team with all that validation and collecting all the data and analyzing it. So I said, all right, you give me, you know, the process and results and then I incorporate it into her plan. And that was one of those rather thick plans because we had to have all that supporting material. Yeah. It is now, it's, it's it's been a process of a you know two or three years to get everything moving forward, but she's starting to see all the rewards for all the hard work. Yeah, and it's and I learned a lot about this whole physical activity stuff. Yeah, you know, so it's uh, I like I say I learned about that, and we spent a lot of time doing that. And one thing with my plans when I do that, I give it to them in a word document. So next year or whenever they have to update it, your mission, vision, a lot of stuff isn't going to change. All they yeah. got, a lot of it has changed their goals and their budgets. Mm -hmm. So they go in, they type it, and now we're done for next year. Right. And then, so, go ahead. Well, and, you know, that way it just, I wanted the ease of keeping up to date. I don't want people yeah. to you know, put all this time and work effort into it. And throw it on a shelf. Gotcha. Yeah. What about the solo entrepreneur who's just starting out, who doesn't have three years? They basically basically have, let's say, let's use me as an example. Uh, I, I have a full-time job and I started out, I have a, a part-time coaching business and I'm transitioning from uh, from full-time employee to part-time employee into full-time coach from part-time coach. And so I'm making that transition right now. Uh, and, and there, and I have clients who, who are, who, who don't have jobs, who are just starting out and they, they've, they said, I'm going for it. What, what advice would you have for them? Who's just starting out uh, to, to get started. And, and these people don't have, and I don't have, years to wait for it. I have, I need, we all have goals to get, get up and running. We have to make, we have to prove that our business can sustain us and, uh, you know, reach those goals that we're looking for in a short time. 
So what would you, what advice would you give for someone what, who's just starting out? When I talk to people that are in that situation, right, I got this great idea for a business. Yeah. And what I want to move it forward. Okay. So what I like to do, I've got a whole series of stuff and it's in my book uh, to kind of weed that out. Talking about, you know, one, why do they want to start the business? Because I have found over the years that there's a lot of people that want to start a business for the wrong reason. Yeah. They think it's going to be, oh, I can go play golf every day and I'm going to make all this money without putting in the work. And those, you know, as uh, tend to not be around long. And so yeah. I like to get into the discussion with them and I always tell them to bring in their significant other or if they got a business partner to do it together, answer these questions. Looking at that idea, why do you think that idea will make a good business? Kind of get their thinking out. And then do they have an idea what it's going to take to start it? You know, right. I find that, uh, people that don't, they'll think about, but they haven't taken it to that next level. Oh, I want to move this business forward. Um, I worked with a guy in California company he worked for shut down and left a big hole in his industry. So him and one of his colleagues from that company went together and they were going to start up a business. And as I was working with him, I asked him, I says, have you put pen to paper and what it's going to take to get up and running? You've got inventory, you've got a warehouse, you've got, you know, ABC, EFG and on through. And he says, no. I says, when you get that done, let's talk again. Because what I found is it helps people to understand that, yeah, even though uh, I don't have this big equipment or brick and mortar, but even a, a small solopreneur, you might need a new computer. You might need uh, you know, some small investments, a couple thousand dollars. Worth. Yeah. But have an idea what it's going to take. And then the other thing is, you know, you're making that transition from full-time to part-time and upgrading to coaching, right? How much time can you set aside without affecting your family life? Right. And so that's why I always say, you know, talk it over with your spouse, your significant other, because all of a sudden, I'm going to make a decision that's going to help my business start up and move forward, but it's going to be a detriment to my family. You know, if you're going to spend any amount of money at all, you know, your partner is going to want to know. I mean, if yeah. I into my savings account without telling my wife I was taking some money out and what it was for, I'd probably been in divorce court a long time ago. <laughs> so I know that's make not sure the case. <laughs> Yeah. No, you know, that's one thing I've been very fortunate about is because we talk this over constantly, what's going on, and she's well aware of the steps. And so I want to make sure people have that same benefit because our family is our biggest cheerleaders. Yeah. You know, and they help keep Hopefully. us. Well, well, that's what I want to make sure. Yeah. Find out that my spouse says I'm all wet before I go out and invest hours and hours on end. Right start walking through this process to make sure they're comfortable with investing time and money yeah. is they got to go out and borrow 
or maybe take out a home equity loan to get things going for their stuff and what the ramifications are if they default because the business right. didn't take off. Right. So talk a lot about that. You know, just start with the real basics. Put it down, you know, what it's going to take and how are you going to make the money? What What's your product or service that you're going to provide to fill a gap? And how is that going to be different than the person down the street doing it? You know, we'd all like to think that we're the difference. And, you know, in some sense we are. But, yeah, just because we're nice people doesn't mean everybody's going to rush to our door. So we got to see right. what we think about our product or service that they can't get down the street. You know, going back to MCI, you know, if you had a company that doesn't have those issues with customer service, okay, you're standing uh, stronger behind your customers than the other. So things like that come in for the follow-up. So we want to, we get into a lot of discussion early days on that before we spend any money, you know, and I go through that discussion with people on our discovery call. And I have turned right. people, you know, this is a great hobby. That's where it should uh -huh. be. You're not going to generate enough money to fill that income gap that you want to fill. Unless your work is 60 hours a week. And then, you know, on top of that. So we get into those discussions, looking at frame of mind and what it's going to take. How is this going to affect your family before you get into it and learn the hard way? Gotcha. And you can find all this in your, in your book? Uh, a lot of that discussion is in there, especially the new one that we just released that we'll talk uh -huh. Here towards the end, but uh, all these questions that I ask are right there. Wow. Well, that's great. You know, well, I as we it. as we wrap up this uh, this discussion, Dave, it's it's been an education for me. Uh, I need to put pen to paper and get my wife involved, and she is very she's my she's my greatest cheerleader. Uh, my my bride, we're celebrating our second anniversary uh, today. Uh, or this uh, last Monday was our May 1st was our, our first, our second anniversary. And we're on our honeymoon, uh, a third honeymoon, which is fabulous. Uh, she's my greatest uh, uh, supporter and cheerleader. And uh, yeah, we, we've had these discussions and we we're talking about putting things to paper and uh, that's, that's what we're going to be doing uh, this weekend, I guess. Not <laughs> so, a honeymoon. No, yeah, that's what I said. When we get when we get back, when we get back from the honeymoon. But uh, Dave, what are three things our listeners can do right away to put these ideas into action? Well, first one is start sitting down and having a discussion with your your spouse or significant other, and then write it out. And that's the first step people forget is you know we got to write this out, and it doesn't have to be fancy, but write it uh -huh. out. You know, that's the other one in making sure that you're, what you're putting down is not a pie in the sky. And we all like to say if we're going to make millions of dollars from the start, but uh, start with that, making sure your numbers are achievable. You know, there's, mm -hmm. and then uh, if you needed assistance, ask for help. Um, you know, yeah. Email, um, my, go to my website. It's all there. You can just send me a question. Uh, a lot of resources on there that they can pick up and use. But don't be afraid to ask for help from anybody that is in your circle or reach out to other people. I mean, we're just a click away. Right. right. Well, Dave, thank you so much. 
Dave Brown, the business plan answer man. Thank you, my friend, for being on the uh, on the show today. And Dave is offering a free gift. It's, uh, let's grow your business. Get a free copy of the Create a Business Plan That Works for You, which is a $97 value. Go to www.businessplananswerman.com. Thanks again, Dave. I appreciate it. And remember, faith, faith and action go hand in hand. So put the pedal to the metal. And until next time on the Lead Machine Growth Show, I'm Paul Guyon. Thank you for tuning in to the Lead Machine Growth Show with Paul Guyon, where we show you how to tackle your tech, master your message, and design your dream so that you can transform your vision into reality. Remember to visit our website at www.leadmachinegrowthshow.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, Subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Lead Machine Growth Show.